This is the Big Pond. Hi, welcome to New Braunfels. We're here at Worst Fest. Excuse me, where are we? And what is going on here? Well, you heard correctly. We are in New Braunfels. The name gives it away. It's a mix of German and English. The old German city of Braunfels, deep in the German state of Hesse, was simply added a new, same as New York or New Orleans. And so the German immigrants in the 19th century had their American, their new Braunfels. Ladies and gentlemen, the drumming. This actually is our 29th consecutive year of performing here And this is what New Braunfels is most famous for, its so-called Wurstfest. There you have it, another Texas-German word. Its translation into English would be something like Sausage Festival. Wurstfest, however, does sound German, although such a word doesn't exist in the German language. It's Texas-German. It's sad. Uh, I hate to see it die out because... It really meant so much to the people here in Texas, learning Texas German, and it is so unique, but it will die out. Yes, it will. It's called Hill Country, Texas. Houston is 300 miles away, Dallas 400. The biggest city in the area is San Antonio. Where San Antonio's roots are deeply Mexican, the Hill Country, Texas area between New Braunfels and Fredericksburg is Texas German heritage. The first German settlers came here in the middle of the 19th century and their offspring is still around. The proof is written on the houses on both sides of Main Street, Fredericksburg. They carry signs saying Sozialhaus, Ausländer, Biergarten or Our House. Again, Those words sound German, but they don't really exist in German. If you grew up in Fredericksburg, for example, you speak Fredericksburg German. If you grew up in New Braunfels, you spoke New Braunfels German. There are different words for different things, depending upon which community you grew up in. But we all, within that community, spoke the same German and understood each other well. Benno Engel lives in New Braunfels. His first name sounds German. His last name sounds German. Benno Engel is an American, though. He's sitting at the restaurant Krause's Biergarten on Castell Avenue in New Braunfels. Krause's Biergarten, another one of those made-up German sound-alike names. Benno Engel used to be a teacher in New Braunfels, a German teacher, of course. I taught at New Braunfels High School until 2005. Alton Rahl from New Braunfels as well remembers. Mr. Engel was a high school teacher. And then I retired and went back for another four years before I retired again. He tried to emphasize German to the students in class at the beginning of the school. I always taught the correct German, not the Texas German. He says, my Nam is Herr Engel. So later on, they all says, oh, this is Mr. Herr Engel. There are differences between those two types of German, the correct German and the Texas German. The main one probably is Texas German doesn't really exist. Or, let's say, it didn't exist until the 1850s. Texas German was made up. Made up by those people that came to the hill country Texas area and settled down here. Texas German is a combination of 
many different dialects in Germany because the people that came here were from many different areas of Germany and Austria and Switzerland. We never really had a pure German accent from over there because they were all mixed together. Some people spoke some Hessisch along with something from Bavaria or something from Austria or Switzerland. So all of the Germans kind of combined here. So not only did the immigrants bring their own local words and slangs with them, they also intermingled their version of German with the languages already being spoken in the Hill Country, Texas area, says Benno Engel. And then also, since we were cut off from Germany completely, once the settlers came here in 1845, we started mixing in English and Spanish also into the language. So many times we conjugate an English verb as a German verb. So we say things like aufgepickt instead of saying we picked them up. Ich habe meine Freunde in beim Flughafen aufgepickt. Or we wouldn't even use the word Flughafen. We would say, ich habe meinen Freund am Airport aufgepickt. Uh, so, you know, we have all kinds of our own little dialectical versions within the German language. There is no textbook for Texas German, no dictionary. Either you know the language or you don't. And the only way to learn it is to listen. Listen when your parents and grandparents are talking. Because they still know the language. They invented it. It was all just by ear. There was no grammar rules taught by the parents. They just simply spoke it with their children and the children learned it that way. So however good the parents were with grammar is how good their children were. But even Texas German, a dialect in itself, has its dialects. A visitor who travels through Hill Country, Texas, and who goes back and forth between Fredericksburg and New Braunfels, will run into different variations of Texas German, into different dialects. We can communicate with each other, but we do have different words. For example, the word for a thorn. Here in New Braunfels, the people all say the word dawn. In Fredericksburg, they say vego. And nobody has ever heard the word vego except in Fredericksburg area. So we have to explain it to our friends that I stepped in a vego. It's a German word that we made up in Fredericksburg. A German word that was made up in Fredericksburg or in New Braunfels. That pretty much describes Texas German at its best. Words sound like German, but they are not. They actually don't even exist, except for in this region where people talk as they please. The rolled R in German, the more guttural R, we don't do that here in Texas. We use the R more to the front of our mouth, so therefore the words don't quite resonate the same as in German. It's not the Grüße, we don't do that here, we simply say Grüße. I'm a member of the organization, Wurstfest Association, and I'm a former Großer Opa also, which is the Spaßmeister or Fun Master. Großer Opa, unser Großer Opa. We call ourselves the Opas. It's our Texas version of Oktoberfest, yes. We were trying to figure out something for the tourism in New Braunfels, so we wanted to try to figure out some draw to get people from San Antonio and Houston and Austin and Dallas to come to our nice, beautiful village here We tried to figure out what do we really do well that other places don't do. 
and we suddenly realized we have 18 different sausage factories in New Braunfels. And so we called it our Wurst Fest. And we've already had lots of plays of words on this. You know, we're the worst festival in town. It's the worst is the best and so forth. Benno Engel turned from teacher to großer Opa. With the Wurstfest, New Braunfels has a yearly attraction that tries to keep the Texas-German spirit alive. Germany is always connected with sausages, but these are local sausages, Texas sausages. The spirit of the festival is provided by the German heritage, transformed into the local language. That's an advertising campaign, so we say sprechen Sie food, sprechen Sie fun, sprechen Sie music. So that's still our little hook. We add a little German in with our English and we try to keep the culture alive. Wurstfest started out in 1961. That was a couple of generations ago. Things were a little different in New Braunfels those days, as Benno Engel recalls. We were at that time still a very German community. Our population at that time was about 13,000, of which about 9,000 were direct descendants of the Germans that came here. Since that time, however, New Braunfels has grown to be a town of 80,000, so the old 9,000 are much smaller percentage of the community. But we still keep the heritage idea, the German angle, alive in our Wurstfest. New Braunfels has grown since the 1960s, but the number of German descendants has not. The bigger New Braunfels becomes, the less important the German heritage becomes, and that includes the Texas German. The language will probably die out within the next 25 years to 30 years. It is no longer taught at home. My generation is probably the last generation which will speak Texas German. Wir sind in Friedrichsburg, Texas. Es ist eine kleine deutsche Stadt. Evelyn Weinheimer says Friedrichsburg when talking about her hometown Fredericksburg. The 74-year-old lady works as a historian and curator at the Pioneer Museum in Fredericksburg, right on Main Street. 1850 waren da 1200 Deutsche hier, was von Deutschland kamen. Ich bin der fünfte oder sechste Generation. In 1840, there were 1,200 Germans in Fredericksburg, much less than in neighboring New Braunfels, but enough to put their stamps on the newborn city. She is the fifth or sixth generation now, depending on how you count it, she says. Meine Eltern und Großeltern haben immer Deutsch mit mich gesprochen. My parents and my grandparents always talked to me in German. But when I started school here in Fredericksburg in 1950, we weren't allowed to speak German in class. We had to learn English. And therefore, some grandparents and great-grandparents said, well, if our children are not allowed to speak German at school any longer, we will stop doing so at home as well. They still talk to each other in German, but not to the kids. 
gesprochen, aber nicht mit den Kindern. This is why the younger generation is not carrying the torch of Texas German, because no one is teaching them. So for Evelyn Weinheimer, the history of Texas German has been told, German is dead, she says, and it won't come back. Deutsch ist tot hier, das kommt nicht wieder, ja. Although there is still an exception. The German tradition and heritage is alive when it comes to music. Believe it or not, Polka is still on the air in New Braunfels. Alles, was noch an die Radioprogramm ist, ist Polka Party von 8 bis 9 in the morning. So I wonder if some of these old Germans are dancing polkas around their breakfast table. <laughs> Guten Tag, meine lieben Freunde. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the German Music Show, coming to you from the Rojas Studios in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas. Now sit back, relax, dance around the kitchen table if you'd like. Same price. Glad to have you on board. Today's musical host is Roy Hogg. Yeah, hi, everybody. I'm Roy Hogg. We have the German internet show, which is called nbgermanmusic.com. We play music from Europe and from the United States and, of course, Texas. We call it German music Texas style. Almost on every show, we try to play at least three, maybe four New Braunfels bands. At one time, we had 11 German polka bands in New Braunfels. And we try to play something from the old country, across the sea, across the big pond. Eighty-nine percent of Roy Hag's listeners do not understand German. So even though Roy and his colleagues are playing German music, they don't waste any time on mentioning German song titles. The listeners simply wouldn't understand. So the hosts translate the titles and leave the rest to the German music. I grew up speaking nothing but German out on a farm halfway between New Braunfels, where we're at now, and San Antonio. All the neighbors spoke German, and then mom and dad says, uh, you're going to school next year. Your first grade teacher might not be able to speak German, and she couldn't. She couldn't even say, yeah. So they taught me English in one year, and uh, I'm glad they did. And with a name like Hogg, I worked real hard to lose my German accent. That he did. But neither did Roy Hogg lose his affiliation to the German culture, nor to the German music, nor to the German language. He even did his own research and came up with ways how to handle that rather complicated language. Through the years, I made up my own rules, like if there's a vowel at the end, pronounce it. If there's two vowels together, don't pronounce the first one, pronounce the second one. The big-looking B is a double S, and so on. I've kind of mastered most of the words. I have trouble with the Bavarian language. I heard the Germans have the same problem. They do, but that is another story. Roy Hack's family lived throughout the years, decades and centuries when Texas German was big in New Braunfels. It was an ongoing exchange between the two languages, spoken by the German settlers and their offspring, understood by the local population. But these days, Texas German is on the decline. Because we lose words. For instance, in New Braunfels, for some reason, the New Braunfels Germans lost the word for gate, fence. Now, those are everyday words that we should not have lost, but why we lost them, I have no idea. Matigeitsu, you know, it's supposed to be tor, which is gate. I think because we just don't use it enough. If you don't use it, you lose it. Here's the problem again. Because of World War I and II, 
Parents and grandparents stopped passing on their Texas German knowledge to their children and grandchildren. Some of them still do learn German at school, but that's the real German, the complicated German, the boring German. The tradition of Texas German is fading away. And Rory Haag thinks he made out another reason for this process. Marriages. For instance, when we had the German restaurant, we had a lot of Mexicans come up and visit us and sit there for hours and enjoying the food and drinks and stuff. Almost every group that came up, one of those has married a purity Mexican who doesn't speak German. So it's just a matter of time before it disappears. So the melting pot character of the state of Texas itself encourages the mix-up of different cultures. But if one culture is weaker in numbers than another one, then the weaker one loses and dies out. Spanish is on the rise, Texas German is going away. And so is Roy's Polka Show for this week. Usually what I say, thank you for tuning in today and hope that you enjoyed the show. It says, Masku, Auf Wiedersehen and God bless. played in a German polka band for 39 years, and we sang German and all these sorts of things. So we tried to promote German in that sense. We tried, but in time it's just a losing battle. Alton Ra likes polka as well, and he likes history. Being retired now, he works as a volunteer at the Sophienberg Museum and Archives in New Braunfels. I spoke German, but I never did learn to read or write it at well. So I just learned to speak it at home. And you speak and you repeat and it soon becomes part of your language. My daughter, who learned a little more German and a little more reading and writing, so one time we were at a function where there was some German writing on the wall. I said, uh, I can't read that. And she says, well, I can read it, but I don't know what I'm reading. So between the two of us, she read it aloud. When I heard her read it, I said, yeah, I know what you're reading. <laughs> so between the two of us, we got the job done. <laughs> That's what Texas German is all about. One party knows it's German, the other party knows it's English, and when they meet, Texas German emerges. Initially, the Germans started substituting a few English words into their conversation mainly to let the people know that they knew some English. Now the English are trying to show hard little German, so they're dumping in a few German words. Mit ein kurzen Ansatz ist er auf sein Horse gejumped und ist die Route runtergeprantet. I played a lot of dance music, and a lady called me the next morning, and she says, Oh, Mihamda, so enjoyed. But we were all understood each other. So it didn't mean any harm, you know, we were conversing. I was born in a small community about 15, 20 miles from here, close to Canyon Lake. We children conversed in German all the time, and so that's where part of the transition took place. Some children in school couldn't speak German, so we started conversing in English. But in time, I say the language started fading. One particular word I keep thinking about my son says, oh, that's a schrecklich. That word he just picked up, everything not totally right, that's schrecklich.
The more American families moved to Hill Country, Texas, the harder it became for German to survive. And then again came World War II. The Nazis and their war discredited the German language for generations to come. And it probably will never recover. My name is Connie Krause. My ancestors came from not too far from Magdeburg. There were a lot of farmers. And that part of my mother's family came in the 1880s. They spoke the dialect they spoke in Germany. Well, when they came over, they brought that dialect with them. And because, especially the people who live in the rural areas, they kept those words, they kept the dialect. And then as they raised their children, that's what they taught their children. Because like most people say, I gulp for a yolk of an egg. Well, my mother would say, Dada. Connie and Michael Krause work for the German Tax Inheritance Society, which is based in Austin. And that implies being the German Santa Claus once a year, or as Michael calls him, St. Nicholas. The outfit I have, the wife made the costume, and it is dark red outfit that's a long robe that has the equivalent of uh, a coonskin appearance on it and a hood over the head that has the coonskin apparent fur on it that's the local Texas wildlife. Texas wildlife on a German St. Nicholas. Here you have it again, the Texas German in the costumes, in the traditions, and in the language. I talk to them in German. We teach them the little prayer that is, Ich bin rein, mein Herz ist klein, soll niemand wohnen da drein, als Jesus allein. And the other 11 months of the year? The Krauses are farmers. That's the difference between Austin and New Braunfels. New Braunfels has the space and also the time for farming, for running your own property, and for taking care of that special accent you grew up with. My husband uses the name Cal when he talks about a guy. I would use Mann. He uses Cal. Cal means like guy. He would say like, hast du den Cal gewissen? Okay, and I would say, weißt du den Mann? We throw in words that, say, our grandparents or great-grandparents used. But if you go to Germany, lots of times they're not going to know exactly what you're talking about. And if we go to different areas of Germany, they always think we're a German from a different area of Germany on vacation. Maybe even a German from a different time. In rural New Braunfels and in rural Fredericksburg, sometimes it's hard to keep track with technology, with time, and with the language that's commonly spoken today, which is not Texas German anymore, neither in Germany nor in Hill Country, Texas. It's 150 years old. It's the actual German that our ancestors came over with, and it's generically not spoken in Germany anymore. I think a lot of the folks that are older generation folks still speak that, but it is correct. They are slowly getting up in years and passing away. And the children these days are not learning that particular dialect anymore that we had quite as much. Back to Fredericksburg, where we meet Laverne Bose. Laverne used to be a nursery school teacher. 
Today she sometimes steps by at the Visitor Information Center in downtown Fredericksburg. My great-great-grandparents left the city of Koblenz in Germany in 1846. I'm the fifth generation living here in Fredericksburg now. I speak the German we speak here in Fredericksburg. I used to work at a kindergarten for four years. The younger the children were, the faster they picked up on the German language. And they still haven't forgotten it. The little songs, the numbers, the colors and so on. When they see me on the street these days, they always say, how are you, Mrs. Booms? That memory and that experience is on the bright side. But there's another side, especially in Fredericksburg. Businesses have realized that there's still a market in addressing the German population and the German heirs. So viele Fremde machen ihr Heim jetzt hier in Fredericksburg. So many strangers are settling down in Fredericksburg nowadays. They want their business to have a German name, but they themselves don't understand German. They don't know much about this town or about the Germans who live here. They're just using a German name for the store to make people walk in and buy what they are trying to sell. And that is something Laverne Bois doesn't appreciate at all. Yes, she likes tradition, but they have to be real, not fake. One example, the furniture store Our House on Main Street, right in the heart of Fredericksburg, the main shopping mile. The name is a play of words. Our is spelled A-U-E-R. Our is an old German last name, and also many towns, lakes and rivers in Germany carry that name. But of course, it sounds like the English genitive of us, Our. Funny enough, Haus is spelled differently in German and in English, but it's pronounced the same, Haus. So it's Our House, in the middle of Main Street. Our House. The people who run Our House are not here from Fredericksburg, they are strangers. Our House So this is where we are today. Americans who dare to move to Hill Country, Texas, to New Braunfels or to Fredericksburg are considered strangers. Strangers in their own country. At least by the old Germans who don't want to watch their tradition and their Texas German fading away. But the heritage or the cultural aspect is still alive and possibly will even grow because of all of the different multimedia ways of testing Our DNA, we have all of these different things like 23andMe and Ancestry.com and MyHeritage.com. And people find out, oh, I have a lot of German blood in my system. We are a melting pot here in the United States. So many people will say, you know, I'm one-third German, I'm one-third Native American, Indian, I'm one-third Italian and so forth. They walk in the gate at Wurstfest and they'll use the one phrase that they know, Guten Tag, I'm German. So the cultural end of it, I think, is going to stay alive because of the diversity. Some linguists estimate that there are only between six and 8,000 people left who still speak Texas German. And no new Texas Germans are added, which means this strange but funny dialect will be extinct by 2040. Until then, the annual Wurstfest in New Braunfels seems like the last hurrah of the Texas German. Nice German Wurst. 
My mother-in-law said, washed, not washed. That's what our family always said, washed. As we would say in Texas German, mach's gut. As long as you understand each other, so what? You know, we keep going. Together, you've been listening to The Big Pond, a series of dialogues between Germans and Americans, coming to you from PRX and the Goethe Institute.